0: And he inclined to me and heard my cry. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my steps. He has put a new song in my mouth, Praise to our God. Many will see it in fear and will trust in the Lord. Blessed is that man who makes the Lord his trust, and does not respect the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. Many, O Lord, My God, are your wonderful works which you have done, and your thoughts toward us cannot be recounted to you in order. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire; my ears you have opened. Burnt offering and sin offering you did not require. Then I said, Behold, I come; in the scroll of the book it is written of me. I delight to do your will, O my God, and your law is within my heart. I proclaim the good news of the righteousness in the great assembly indeed i do not restrain my lips o lord you yourself know i have not hidden your righteousness within my heart i have declared your faithfulness and your salvation i have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth in the great assembly do not withhold your tender mercies from me o lord let your loving kindness and your truth continually preserve me for innumerable evils have surrounded me my iniquities have overtaken me so that i am not able to look up They are more than the hairs of my head, therefore my heart fails me. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. Let them be ashamed and brought to mutual confusion, who seek to destroy my life. Let them be driven backward and brought to dishonor, who wish me evil. Let them be confounded because of their shame, who say to me, Aha, aha, let all all those who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Let such as love your salvation say continually, The Lord be magnified. But I am poor and needy, yet the Lord thinks upon me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, O oh my God. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. <clears throat> so when I first started reading my Bible, um, I like to go to go the Psalms a lot. I felt like it was kind of easy, easy to read. Um, I felt it was easier to understand. Um, and a lot of times when, when I was going through something or I wanted to pray, uh, I wouldn't really know what to say. I would just think of something, and um, but it really wouldn't come out the way I wanted to. So I would just go to the Psalms, and I would just pray what the Psalms are, are, are saying. And it's a really, really good, um, good way to just speak whatever was on my heart. And I could really just relate to what David was saying, uh, or, or any, any of the psalmists, just because, um, you know, because it's written by a human being as well. It's written by a sinner, you know, who goes through the same thing as, as I do. And um, you know they're they're talking to God, they're giving Him praise, and you know I can really relate to that, and I can relate to to some of the things that they're you know when they're going through hard times or or uh, just uh, a song of praise, and um, I just love I love reading it, and I was I'm I'm uh, really happy to have the opportunity to speak on Psalms. Um, so I did I did a, a few studying, and um, this Psalm can be broken up into two parts. Um, the first part, one through ten, is actually um, the, the Lord Jesus here speaking. This is a messianic psalm, like we were talking about. Um, and the first part could actually be uh, Jesus's answer to his prayer. And then the second half, eleven through seventeen, is actually uh, the prayer itself. So I just want to go through uh, each each verse along. Uh, I know it doesn't. It's not really chronological order. Usually they have the prayer and then the answers to the prayer. But but I, I did some studying, and I, and I came to find out that, that, you know, Eastern culture, they don't only think time is important, or like chronological order is not important. So, um, that's just the way it was. So, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but that's what I uh, came to figure out in my studies. Um, so, uh, you can, you could actually look at this as the Lord Jesus speaking. And I also just want to relate it back to our Christian life as well. <clears throat> so, um, in verse, in verse one, it says here: "It says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and He inclined to me and heard my cry." You know, I think I think patience is a is a very good thing to have. You know, whenever I go I go to work every day. Um, I take the the turnpike. Um, I get off the Hollywood Boulevard, and I'm coming from from the north, so I'm going south. I'm getting off, and then when I when I get off, there's like a big line of cars, right? And so, if you if you want to take if you want to take the right lane, it's a really long line, but there's a steady flow. It, it, goes, it, just, it just goes. But if you go to the left, there's a wide open space, and you can just cut around everybody. But once you get once you go around to the left, it's like you get stuck at that light because there's no there's no turn on the, on the on the right. But if you stay in the right lane, there's a steady flow, okay? And and you can turn on the on the right because uh because the light there, you can turn on that light. So, in my head, I'm always thinking, man, if I just have patience, I really just want to cut around, and just, and just go around, and just get in front of everybody, you know, maybe I'll get that light, you know, because sometimes I do, but, but when, I, when, I, when I don't have patience, I'm impatient, I go around, and I try to make it right, and I just get stuck at that light, and everyone that's like, that other than that lane is going past me, you know, I'm feeling like, I'm just like, oh man, I blew it, you know. <laughs> but, um, the thing is, I just, I think just patience is a good thing to have here, and and uh, so in verse one, says, I waited patiently for the Lord. And he kind to me. And, and, and another, another example is, um, you know, I, I had this patient at work. Um, she, she came early. Her appointment was 530. And she came about half an hour early. She came at five. And uh, she just went, you know, c- can I come back early? You know, Can he treat me? Because, I, I, you know, I had, I had a bunch of patients already. And uh, I told the girl at the front desk, I was like, you know, I can't see her right now. She's going to have to wait, you know, because... That's just the way it is, you know we have set times for appointments, and if you want to wait, you can wait, I'll treat you at the, at your appointed time and she got so upset, you know she's just really impatient and just just stormed out, and pretty much she's not coming back anymore just because she just wasn't patient, you know um, and I feel like you know patience is one of the fruit of the spirit, right patience is such such a good thing to have you know i'm 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 actually getting married in March and I just want it to be over with already. I just want to succumb. <laughs> let Marsh get there, you know. But I, I need to have patience, right? I gotta wait. I gotta wait, you know? Because at the right time things will happen, right? God has a point of time. And a lot of times, you know, we're just we get impatient and we try to just do things on our own and we just get really stuck and uh doesn't really come out the way the way it should have been. But um <clears throat> so the Lord inclines here. He actually Says here in the first one, he inclined to me and heard my cry. Is that? Is that if you know the Lord is just bending down and just saying yes, like yes, my son. You know, um, the Lord is a loving heavenly Father. He's just ready to answer, re- ready to to hear what His children have to say. And and um, you know, the Lord was was crying on the cross, but He waited patiently for the Lord and He inclined to me and heard His cry. And uh, actually, these. These um, these verses here, uh one one through, one through ten is actually um you could say it was actually Christ's resurrection, it was actually him when he, when he was resurrected, that um this was his his prayer, this was um his his um uh, his 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 worship, his praise to God for what he, for what he did to him, for bringing him out of the pit, which is actually the grave. So in verse two it says he also brought me out of a horrible pit out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock and establish my steps. And, um, you know, a lot of times we can be like that, right? We can go through some some horrible pits. It's just we feel like we're just stuck inside this hole and, you know, we can't get out. And it just seems like dark and, and scary and and, um, and just lonely. But, you know, because of maybe because of something that's going on in our lives, like maybe like, we're suffering, there's sorrow, there's there's sickness, there's something going on, but um, the Lord, he he wants us to just cry out to Him and help and ask for His help, and He'll He'll take us out of, out of those pits, out of those times of of trouble and, and sorrow, and He'll set our feet upon a rock which is Christ, which is Christ Himself, and He'll establish your steps. <coughs> He's gonna put us on a more stable surface, which is Christ. He'll teach us how to walk again. And uh, you know, a lot, I'm, a, I'm a physical therapist assistant. If you guys don't already know, but um, so I, I teach people how to walk again. And uh, a lot of times they, they they have surgery, you know, they have knee operations or you know they got they have ankle operations. And I have to just teach them to to walk again because you know for a certain amount of time they're not putting weight on their leg. They're they're in crutches or or they're on like a walker or something. And a lot of times um, I have to teach them how to walk again. And and I had to because sometimes, you know, they, they, they kinda of swing their leg, you know, or they, they're limping, or they're not bending their knee when they're walking. So I have to really teach them, hey, don't don't do that. <laughs> you know, spend more time on your leg when you're when you're walking, or bend your knee, or don't swing your leg. Things like that. And a lot of times they just kinda of have they have a lot of trouble with it. But it, it's, it's a painful process, maybe because it hurts, or maybe they don't really understand what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's a, it's a continual process, and, and a lot of times they just they end up walking really, really well um, after a few sessions. But, but the thing is that, you know, they have, to, they have to listen to what I'm saying, right? They have to follow the directions, and they have to just, and even when they do listen to what I'm saying, it's, sometimes it's going to hurt, you know, it's going it's to have pain. You know, but the more the more you encourage them, the more you give them like uh, the cues, you know, they end up doing really well and they, they walk. They walk perfect now. But you know, a lot of times we could be like that. Right. We can just be going through something and uh, we're just kind of stumbling in our walk and we're just not really listening to God. Like, you know, God's giving me cues like, hey, don't do that. Don't do that. And we're just like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it my own way or or I don't really want to do that it hurts. <laughs> but, you know, if we just listen to God and just really just stick with the program you know stick with what God's telling us we're we're going to be okay. God's going to put us he's going to pull us out of that, out of that hole and establish our steps help us to walk again and trust him. Moving on here uh verse 3 it says uh he has also put a new song in my mouth praise to our God many will see it in fear and will trust in the Lord. <clears throat> you know I think I think music is so important. Um you know this morning we sang a song um with Ali and I. And, and um, it says here that, you know, many, you know, God gives you a new song to sing after he's, you know, brought you out of his pit. After he's, you know, um, established your steps that it causes you to sing. I mean, the Lord Jesus here is is, is speaking um, in a way. And, um, you know, when he's getting brought up by the pit and he's getting being resurrected, he, he's, he wants to sing a song. Praise to God. And it says, many will see it in fear. You know, I think music is a very um, good form of evangelism. You know, it says here in the, in the Word of God. Um, a good example is is me actually. Um, I I got saved through through hearing a song. Um, I heard a song by DC Talk. It says, "Just between you and me, I got something to say. I want to get it straight before the sun goes down." And I just, I was nine years old, just listening to those those words, and it just like, resonated in my mind over and over. And I was just thinking like. You know, what if the sun goes down, and uh, I don't know God. You know, I don't know if I'm going to heaven, um, and, and it scared me. You know, so when I asked my mom about it. I was, I was asking her questions, and, and she helped me um, get saved, and she led me to the Lord. But I think music is a really important thing. Um, you know, the songs we sing here, you don't know. Maybe someone's in the in the the crowd, not saved, listening to the words, listening to, to the song, and it might stir in their heart. You know, to, to come to know the Lord. Um, I think it's very biblical, right here. We ha- we see that example. So moving right along, um, verse four says, "Blessed is that man who makes the Lord his trust, does not respect the proud, nor such as side, nor such as turn aside to lies." You know, true happiness and, and, and contentment comes only in in the Lord Jesus. You know, it could not be otherwise. Um, you know, we're, we're created in such a way that that we only realize our destiny when we acknowledge God as our Lord and Savior. And we shouldn't be pleased with like material things, with with possessions or or promotions at work, like our our, our careers, things like that. It shouldn't. It, shouldn't, it doesn't bring satisfaction. It doesn't bring true joy. And, and um, you know, people people think that who don't know the Lord that they're that they're blessed. You know, look at all the stuff I got. I got this big house. You know, I got a Mercedes Benz. And I got a beautiful wife. You know, my kids are going to Harvard and Yale, and they think they got a maid, right? But they don't know. They don't know the Lord Jesus as their Savior. And what's going to happen? God's going to come back and. And they're going to be facing judgment, like we were talking about this morning. You know, it's, it's not, it's all, it's all lies, you know. That's what Satan wants you to think. It says here, like, don't, don't turn aside to lies. Because Satan will tell you, like, hey, this is going to bring you happiness, and, like, material things, possessions. You know, if you, if you just get to the top of the corporate ladder, you're going to, you're going to be happy, you're going to be blessed. No, but blessed it is the man who makes the Lord his trust. Yeah, I've come to know that for myself as well. That um do not I d I don't I don't trust in in man, you know. Or I don't trust in in a in, in people, you know, because people are always gonna let you down. But the Lord's never gonna let you down. Because we know the one who is the truth, right? There's always lies out there. Do this, do that. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome, you're gonna love it. It's gonna make you happy. That's all lies, you know. We have to know who, who is who is the truth, and that's Jesus, knowing Jesus. <coughs> the, <Lord's, coughs> the Lord said of himself, here, blessed is that man makes the Lord his trust. It doesn't have respect the proud, no start has turn aside to lies. And he goes on to say, Many, O Lord, are my God, are your wonderful works which you have done, and your thoughts toward us cannot be recounted to you in, in order. If I would declare and speak of them, there are more than can be numbered. You know, who who can measure the the depths of God's power, right? It says many, O Lord, are your wonderful works which you have done. I can he can't even count them. There's so many. And even, you know, God's thoughts toward us. I mean, God God thinks about you and me. I mean, when I think about that, I'm, my mind's blown. Like, wow, God thinks about me. God cares about me. I'm just a regular person, you know. I'm just a, I'm just an ordinary dude. <laughs> but God cares about me. You know, God, God thinks about me constantly. Says so if I would declare and speak with them, they're more than can be numbered. And you know, who, who can understand God's God's ways, his, his, his plans. You know, his, his salvation, his 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 redemption, his propitiation. Justification, his adoption, his sanctification—the list goes on and on. Who can understand that? And and a God, a God like that thinks about me, thinks about you, thinks about the whole world. And that that really gives me hope, you know. You know that there's a God out there who cares about me, who really who really um, takes note of me, who has my benefit in mind. He doesn't want me to just go through life doing nothing and and just you know going about the the everyday things of life and not really doing anything for him or or doing anything in the power of god he wants me to live live in the power of god he wants me to to do great things for him and the lord jesus says here you know because of what he's done because he raised it from the dead you just, he's just in awe of him. Like many, oh Lord, are your wonderful works which you have done. And I, I'm just, I'm so blown away by you. <clears throat> and in verse six, it says, "A uh, sacrifice and offering you did not desire, my ears you have opened. Burnt offering and sin offering you did not desire, you did not require." And, and actually, uh, Hebrews 10, this this verse is quoted again, and it says, it kind of uh, substitutes the the ear here. It says. A body you have prepared for me. And and I thought, you know, why is that? Why why is it say ear here and it says body? Like in another portion in Hebrews. But you know, we have to we have to understand that the word of God is not contradictory. It doesn't um it's not hypocritical. There's no error in, in it. So, you know, the same Holy Spirit that's writing the Psalms is writing the the book of Hebrews as well. And I came to find out that there's this thing called a uh, um synecdoche. Does anybody know what that is? Synec- synecdoche? Syn- synecdoche? I don't know how to say it. But uh, it a- actually means that there's a part or whole of the word is used to describe the same thing. So, for example, uh, here it says the ear and the body, they're used interchangeably. They mean the same thing. For example, you could say, you know, soldiers are, are boots. Or you say, you know, he wears the crown. You could say, like, he's, he's the king. Or, um, like you call someone like um, a, gray, a gray beard. You say he's an old man, right? So they're kind of use interchangeably. That's why it says, uh, my ears you have opened. Uh, talking about a body as well. It, it also can, can mean that, that God, Jesus, was ready and willing to, to hear what the Father has to say to carry out his plan. Um, because he's, because he, he, he was ready and willing to do the Father's will. Says then I said, behold I come, and the scroll of the book is written of me. I delight to do your will, O oh my God, and your law is within my heart. You know the Lord Jesus didn't come grudgingly. He didn't say, all right, I mean, I guess I will go to earth, God. No, he was he was so so submissive. He was humble, and he came he came so lowly, and he he he. He came as a man in a fleshly body, that there was this body prepared for him to carry out the work of the Father. It says, I delight to do your will, oh my God, that he was, he was so obedient, so, so in sync with, with the will of the Father. <clears throat> you know, um, I feel like we should be like that too, right? We should take Christ's example and being obedient. We shouldn't have uh, grudging hearts, you know, because the Lord's commandments aren't burdensome, like it says in First John. You know, this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments, that we love Him. And that, uh, you know, when God asks us to do something, we shouldn't be just kind of pouting about it and, um, and grumbling. No, we should be ready with willing hearts, like the Lord Jesus was, because He's our ultimate example. You know, if Jesus prayed in the garden, not my will, Lord, but, but Yours be done. And a lot of times we want to impose our will on the Lord. You know, we want to make plans for our lives. We want to tell God what to do. We want to tell Him, I want, I want to do this. I want to, I want to live here. I want to, I want to do these things. You know, me, me and, and Ali were, we're looking at this this place to live, and and we actually were talking with the realtor, and everything was going good, and and um, and you know, we filled out like a background check and stuff. We're about to fill the application fee, and then. And all of a sudden, I get an email from the realtor saying, hey, sorry, someone already already sold it. It's already been sold. We're just like, what? We just did all this. It's not fair. You know, I want to live there. But, you know, it's not, you know, the Lord gives, the Lord takes away. You know, it's not our will, but his, you know, like, obviously, that the Lord didn't want us to live there. But, um, you know, we have to be just okay with whatever God throws at us. We have to be submissive to him, ready, ready to obey. And in verse nine it says, I have proclaimed the good news of righteousness in the great assembly. Indeed, I do not restrain my lips. O oh Lord, you, you yourself know. that the Lord Jesus didn't hold back from, from proclaiming the gospel to to uh the great assembly, which is which is Israel. He didn't he didn't hold back from, from proclaiming the Father's love, for uh proclaiming what the Lord had him to say. That uh he, he was very submissive. He didn't keep it all to himself. He did what the father asked him to do. And he says, I've not hidden your righteousness within my heart. He has declared all, all, all of God's attributes to 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 the world and, and to Israel. And and you know, I think uh verse nine and ten have a have a connection with verse eleven. Because he says. In verse 10, I have not concealed your loving kindness in your truth from the great assembly. And he says, then he says, uh, do not withhold your tender mercies from me, O Lord, but let your loving kindness and your truth continually preserve me. I think he's pretty much saying that <clears throat> because I've con- I, because I have not held this back from proclaiming this, he's saying, don't hold it back from me. Don't hold back your loving kindness and your truth from me because I've proclaimed it. And, and uh, the rest of the, of the verses, 11 through 17, this is actually uh, Christ's prayer on the cross. You know, the first 10 were his uh, his answer to prayer after being on the cross and being resurrected. Now, verse 11 through 17 is him on the cross, and you can see his his agony, it's just uh, his um, his 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 anguish, his um, his just desperation, He's just crying out to the Father. It's always horrible things are happening all around him. And that, um, you know, what, what, a, what a better um, thing to have than God's loving kindness and his truth, right? It says, let, let them continually preserve me. And I looked up the word preserve in the, in the Hebrew, and it means to protect or guard or to maintain. So I think the only thing that's going to protect us and guard us from from the evil one is actually God's loving kindness and His truth, right? You can rest in God's love; it's going to protect you. You can hope in God's truth, because, it, like I said before, you know all these lies are going to come at you, and all these horrible things are going to happen. People are going to tell you things. You know the world is already going in chaos, and we can see it. we, we talked about it this morning. But God's loving kindness and His truth we're going to, are going to preserve us. Through this whole thing, and I, I was talking to Ali on the way here. I'm just like, you know, I was thinking, what if, what if ISIS, you know, the terrorists, they come and they just want to, they want to take us away and they want to, they want to kill us. What if they were testing me, like, do you, do you love Jesus? Do you love, do you love God? What are you gonna say? And I and I thought about, it. I was like, wow, man, like, would I really say, like, yes, I do, I do believe in God, I do believe in Jesus. Would would I deny Him? You know, would I would I really stand up for what I believe in? Maybe they're ready to do something horrible to me. Maybe they're going to torture me, or or shoot me in the head, or you know, because a lot of this is this is reality nowadays. It's the real thing. Um, but I, I, hope, I hope I will say yes. And His loving kindness and His truth are going to preserve me, you know, because I could I could say yes now, and <laughs> when you're actually put in that situation. I really hope I'm going to say yes and I can I can die for him. And uh, verse 12, it says, For innumerable, innumerable evils have surrounded me. My iniquities have overtaken me so that I am not able to look up. They are more than the hairs of my head. Therefore, my heart fails me. Like I said before, this is the Lord Jesus talking, even though David's writing the words. And we have to understand that You know, this isn't the Lord Jesus saying that these are His iniquities Himself that He's committed. But actually, the iniquities of the whole world are upon Him. And you can just see the the anguish of His soul. He's saying, my iniquities are are, overtaking me. He's having the the sins of the world upon His shoulders on the cross. just just bearing it. And He's like, I'm not able to look up. This is so terrible. They're more than the hairs of my head and His heart is failing. He's just crying out to God, I'm in anguish. He's saying, "Being pleased, O oh Lord, to deliver me. O oh Lord, make haste to help me." He's saying, he's he's getting urgent now with his prayers. He's like, "Hurry up, save me, deliver me, make haste, let's go, save me, God." But you know, it wasn't it wasn't God's will for him to to, to 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 um leave the cross, but to actually bear the weight of the of the sins of the world upon his shoulders you know, we we should, we should be praying with urgency in our prayers as well, right? You know, we should, we should be praying and with expectancy that God's going to do something. We shouldn't just flippantly pray, you know, God, just help me with this. Uh, I need your help. I mean, we should be like really praying like, like, Lord, be pleased, the Lord to help me, Lord. Make haste. God, you're creator of all things. You, you've, you made this earth. You've, you've, you brought your son to bring me salvation, Lord. You can do this. I know your power. I know what you're capable of. We should have urgency in our prayers with expectancy. You know, We should have prayers of, of, of belief, not unbelief. We should pray um, believing that, that God can, can come through even if it's not what we we want. (coughs) Because God's going to do His will. His will is better better than ours. And in verse 14, it says, uh, Let them be ashamed and brought to mutual confusion, who seek to destroy my life. Let them be driven backward and brought to dishonor, who wish me evil. Let them be confounded because of their shame, who say to me, Aha, aha. You know, here you can say that you know God's love is being contradictory right here. That oh, he, he's he's wishing evil upon his enemies, even though he said, "Father, forgive them, for they do not what they do." But I think that you know the ones who who have deliberately chosen to reject God. They 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 deserve to get their punishment. Okay, they they deserve to get. What's coming to them? Because God's going to come. He's going to, you know, Aaron was saying this this morning, you know, he's going to show himself and show himself and like and come and and say, repent, repent, repent. They're still shaking their fists like, no, 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 no. And ultimately, he's going to just give them over to strong delusion. All right. You said no so many times. That's it. You're done. I'm going to. You sealed yourself. And it's not it's not God's fault. You know, you, you, can, you choose your own path. God gives you this, this choice to follow him or not. Are you on the Lord's side or are you on Satan's side? So, those who deliberately choose to reject God are going to get what's coming to them. Verse 16. Let all those who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Let such as love your salvation say continually, the Lord be magnified. You know, as for the friends of God, you know, as for the rescued saints, you know, God, God's saying, just enjoy, enjoy this. You know, I've given this to you. I've given my son. He's saying, just just rejoice, be glad. You know, have have joy. You know, let 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 love just just uh, overflow you. Let love just overflow your heart. Let it let overflowing overflow in, in worship and in praise yeah i think the psalms are so inspiring a lot of times when i'm reading the psalms um i just want to pick up a guitar and sing i just want to play and just sing and a lot of times i i make up songs um you know with these words in the psalm i know it sounds sounds kind of dumb but it's fun for me but uh a lot of times it's just it's just such a good place to go for for worship and, and praise and um the Word of God is so living, it's so powerful, it's, it's so alive when you read it, it just like, jumps up at, at you. <clears throat> and I, I, I encourage you, if you, don't, if you don't read the Psalms already, I encourage you to, to read it. It's a really good book. And uh, he goes on to say, But I am poor and needy, yet the Lord thinks upon me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, O oh my God. He said here again, you know, the Lord thinks upon me. And we, we we can take comfort in that, right? That the Lord thinks upon us. That it says in First in, um, Peter, says, "casting all your cares upon Him, for He cares for you." Now, if you don't think God cares about you, you're you're dead wrong. The Bible says He cares about you a lot. That He loves you so much that He would send His only Son to die for you. And that when, when we're feeling like 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 we're we're poor and, and we're and we're needy. We can just we can just say, oh, the Lord thinks upon me. The Lord thinks about me right now, even though we can kind of feel like we're we're down, we're going through something hard. But just think about God. God thinks about me right now. Even if you think no one thinks about you, God thinks about you. and God, and God loves you. Yeah, there's a song we often sing. It says, um, the verse says, uh, I may be weak, but Your Spirit is strong in me, and my flesh may I fail. But my God, you never will. And that, that song really helped me go, go through hard times. Um, I was going through a hard time in my life. And, and I would just sing that song over and over again. <laughs> I may be weak, but your spirit's strong in me. My flesh may fail, but my God, you never will. And it says, go down and say, give me faith to trust what you say. That you're good and your love is great. <clears throat> we can trust in God to deliver us. Uh, and I just want to end with uh, another song that that's been on my heart too. Uh, there's a song by this Christian artist called Wolves at the Gate. Wolves at the Gate, and um, it's called The Father's Bargain. And it's actually uh, uh, a conversation, it kind of puts it in perspective like a conversation between God the Father and God the Son. If you listen to the words, it's very very interesting, very very striking. Um, so the first verse goes. This is actually God the Father talking to the Son. He says, Oh, now my Son, here's a company of miserable souls, cold and undone, searing their conscience with hearts black as coals. Here now they lie, objects of justice, deserving of wrath. Speak your reply. What shall be done for them? Draw out your path. And the Lord Jesus responds, says, No one can contain the power and depths of my abundant love. Father, I say, such is my love and my pity for all. There is a way for no condemnation on on men to befall. Such is my love and pity for all. No man can pay, I'll make a way. No man can pay, utterly broke and poor, to settle their debt. Though all have gone their way, I'll yield a way for their sins to forget. He says, bring in all their sins, lay it all on me. "'Bring in all their sins, every last bill that they owe. "'Lay it all on me, for what they reap I will sow.'" God the Father responds, "'The place these souls have found themselves "'is one of great distress, "'for even all their righteousness is just a filthy mess. O my son, you must understand "'that if I show mercy, "'you must reckon to pay the last bit of my rage. "'For justice reigns upon this throne.'" Perfection without flaw. How can the wicked find their peace and still have broken every law? Jesus says, let it be so, charge it all on me, for I can bear the weight of sin so all would be free. Bring in all their sins, every last billet that they owe, lay it all on me, for what they reap I will sow. And this is a plea to us, it says, O people, hear my cries, with all our lusts and all our lies, when the truths come face to face, did we earn such loving grace? Oh, we couldn't earn a thing, and there's nothing we can bring. So receive this loving grace, believe His loving grace. And it's probably not what they actually said, but it's, a, it's an interesting perspective on what the, the Father might have said to the Son about, you know, what, what's going to be done for, for the children of the world. You know, for they've sinned, they've, they've gone astray. But Jesus says, bring in all their sins. Lay it all on me. Every last bill that they owe, lay it all on me for what they reap, I will sow. And uh, I hope that's been encouraging to you as it was to me. And I um, thank you for the opportunity once again to speak. And let's just uh, have a word of prayer. Father, we just thank you for, for your loving kindness and your truth that continually preserves us. Lord, I thank you that even though we we can go through through hard times, we can go through um, pits, so to speak. Lord, we can be feel like we're we're trapped. Lord, that you're gonna you're gonna pull us out and establish our steps and put us on the rock, which is Christ. And we thank you for your resurrecting power that that uh, that you you uh, you continually give, Lord, to those who ask. Lord, that we can live in the power of God. And that Lord, we can just rest in You, and to know that that You think upon us, Lord. That You would You would bring Your Son to this earth, and He would He would have a body prepared for Him. He would become a man and carry the weight of sin upon His shoulders, Lord. For the likes of us, we just thank You for Your love and grace, Lord. I pray You just encourage us this week, Lord, as we go throughout our 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 daily routines, Lord. If we, we um um the ones who who go to school, who who work, Lord, and who are uh, housewives and husbands, Lord, I pray You would just uh, help us to just um have these thoughts on our minds, or that we just be continually encouraged every day, and we just uh, ask You to take us home in safety. We just pray it in Jesus' name, Amen.